I'm joined by Toby McCartney, CEO of McCreeber, the plastic road company. Thank you so much for joining me, Toby. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, that's that's wonderful to hear. And um, where are you taking this call from? I'm in Bonnie, Scotland at the moment, um, just uh, south of a place called Lockerbie, um, which is known really for the wrong reasons. It's uh, um, about 35 years ago, uh, a Pan Am flight crashed in Lockerbie, and it's uh, it's known for those reasons. But we're we're trying to put Lockerbie on the map again with Macriba. So nice. people will talk about Lockerbie being the home of Macriba rather than the place that the plane crashed. You know. Yeah, worthy cause. Yeah. Uh, to do it for. Um, and so the reason I wanted to have you on the show um, is because there is so much plastic waste in the world that um, some of it can be recycled, but a lot of it actually just can't be recycled for one reason or another. And it ends up going directly to landfill or it gets incinerated. Essentially, it's just waste. Um, and there's really not a whole lot to do with it, except for when you come around, come along That's and right. what, what you do is you take this unrecyclable plastic and you actually turn it into something really cool, which are roads, hence the name, the plastic road company. So could you please summarize in just a couple sentences um, as though an eight year old were listening and that's code for me um, in, in just a couple sentences, what exactly McCreeber uh, does? Yeah. Um, well, exactly like you say, really, we, we, only use waste, we're clusters waste, so waste plastics. Mm -hmm. um, these are plastics that are destined for landfill or for incineration. Um, most of the plastics actually that we have on earth, um, you know, plastics have been around since the 1920s, but um, really made it into industry in the 1950s, just after the war. Um, well, they still exist, they're still here, they're still on earth. Um, and most of them now clusters waste. So mm -hmm. we're producing all of this plastic, but we have a real problem with what to do with it at the end of its life cycle. Um, we're able to take that plastic, uh, process it and, um, mix it with a very much like a cake mix. You know, when you make a cake, you need a certain number of eggs and you need flour and you need milk and you've got to add that in at the right time. Um, and then you mix it together and you produce a sponge cake, let's say. Um, well, that's really what we do with plastics. So we take, there's various forms of different plastics. So, um, you know, a, a, a bottle is made up of, of three different types of plastic. You know, most people see that as just one. Um, but we take all of those waste plastics, we're able to process them, mix them together, and then we use them to replace or part of the, the the bitumen which is the black oily stuff that you get in an asphalt or a, to you and i a road mix um, and we do that because it enhances the road that the plastics go into um, when you swap part of the bitumen with plastics it does a lot of things to the road to make it a better road so essentially you're using plastic as the glue that's right. Yeah. So road is essentially made up of, of stone or, or we call them aggregates because we like to make things posher than they really are. Um, but made Very up posh. of stone and that stone is, is stuck together with a glue and that glue just happens to be bitumen, which is a, a fossil fuel. It's taken out of the ground and it's the, the end part of the oil, um, that's, that's taken out of the ground and then, um, the, the fuel oils are taken off and the oils 
that are used to make plastics are taken off. And then you have uh, the residual um, oil, which is the bitumen, which is uh, then engineered to, to use as a glue in a road. Um, and we found that we can replace part of that bitumen with our polymers, with our plastics taken from the waste stream to, to make a better glue, really. Yeah, that's really cool. And there's so much that we'll, we'll unpack from those uh, few sentences you said. Um, uh, and before we jump into the specifics of it, because it, it is really fascinating. I think there's a lot of cool stuff to go through. Um, just to level set and get some context, um, and I think you've already said it, but just to be very clear, why is the work that you're doing in, in terms of McReber and, and making roads out of plastic, why is that good for the environment? Yeah, well, I, I think it's essential for the environment. I, you alluded to it earlier when you said that some plastic is recycled. Well, actually, the recycling rates or levels that you see out, the percentages that people talk about, they're not actually true. Most of the, the waste plastics, clusters waste, um, are um, include the plastics that people think are being recycled but most of it's not mm. most of it we're not able to recycle um around the world because we we don't have the technology um to you know what, what tends to be the problem is when you take a, a plastic bottle let's say as an example and you want to recycle that usually that's to produce another plastic bottle so it's a food grade type of plastic that you're taking and you're trying to produce a new food grade type of plastic from it. Now, what happens to plastic is, you know, the, the bottle top is a different polymer, a different type of plastic to the bottle itself, which is a different type of plastic to the label that goes around it. And then you have to add in 50% new produced plastic into that waste or that recycled plastic to produce a new bottle. So A, it's very expensive to separate. And then B, it's not really good for the environment to recycle it in that way because you're having to produce 50% new plastic to add yeah. in. We're able to take all of those plastics and process them and we don't have to separate them like a, like a food grade because we're not producing a food grade plastic at the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, we're producing a hydrocarbon oil-based compound from those plastics. So we can. So it's good for the environment because we're taking directly from the waste stream. So it's no longer sitting in landfill or floating in our oceans or, or sinking in our oceans as some of it is. Yeah. Um, it's no longer littering our, our, um, our environment. It's, it can be used to produce a, a better road. And for, for every ton of bitumen that we replace, we save roughly a ton of carbon emissions. So we're not only using up the waste plastics, we're saving carbon emissions. And we all know how bad for the environment the carbon emissions are. So it's, um, yeah. it's, it's multiple pronged really uh, is our business. It's not, um, it's not just using up waste plastics, but it's also bettering the roads that we drive on and it's mm -hmm. um, reducing carbon emissions. So there's, there's many ways it's better for the environment. That's awesome. And we'll, we'll go through the, the benefits as well, because I think reading on your website, there's a lot of really cool benefits that come from it, which um certainly want to go through. I'm, I'm just so curious to know where exactly do you get your plastic? I mean, are, do you basically have like contracts with waste companies or how yeah. does it work? Yeah. So we tend to use the waste companies, the, the waste managers. They, um, 
they, they, there is some certain degree of separation for the plastics that we use. And, and the reason for that is, um, uh, and we use waste managers to do that rather than mm-hmm. ourselves. So um, we never have to heat the plastics or, or, or do any of the separation ourselves. We, we get the plastics crumbed for us in various different streams. 60% of our plastics comes from industry. So that's, uh, it might be a plastic manufacturer that has a waste stream that they're sending to landfill or to be incinerated. Mm-hmm. Um, other plastic comes from, um, from local authorities. So that might be um, the plastics that people throw away in their bins that, uh, um, you know, is destined for landfill or incineration in most yeah. cases. Um, so we gather that plastic in, we go through waste managers, they uh, have some certain degree of separation for us, and then they crumb it and they put it into like a rice grain crumb um, and we then blend it together. So all of our, we call them factories, but really what mm-hmm. they are are blending houses. We blend the different polymers together to form the mixes that we, that we have. And so being in Scotland, it's like a Scotch blend. Like a Scotch blend, yes. <laughs> we, we essentially have the, the Coca-Cola syrup, if that makes sense. So we don't make asphalt. We don't lay roads. We, we have an additive at the end of it that goes into asphalt. So the end result, the, uh, the, the asphalt, is not anything to do with us. It's, um, yeah. We just simply have the additive that goes into that asphalt to, to enhance it. So yeah, it really is like syrup. Um, I remember I used to work at a pizza shop and um, one of my jobs was to replace the syrup. Like if, like you said, Coca-Cola, it would run out. It was these plastic yeah. bags and it was just full of basically like, I mean, it really is syrup, yeah. but the water itself is provided on site, meaning Coca-Cola in that sense doesn't actually do the water or that. Yeah. Whole they just, you, they literally just deliver these syrup bags. Yeah. Um, so you're essentially a asphalt glue company. That's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we always describe ourselves as, a, as an environmental company. Um, mm-hmm. We have the benefit of, of what we're recycling is enhancing the roads that we drive on. So, um, you know, our company is based around trying to solve two world issues. Yeah. The, we call it the plastic epidemic on one side um, and the amount of waste plastics that we we have to deal with um but then on the other side the benefit of the enhanced roads so um but again we have very little to do with the roads um to be honest it's all the plastic recycling and 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 what our company does is is form a new style of recycling yeah so that's really cool so when so today's wednesday which means tomorrow morning um is thursday and <laughs> that's recycling day um where i'm based at, here in oh. london um so i have a plastic bag full of plastic and a little bit of um cardboard i'm ashamed to admit but i do have plastic yeah. uh so is that or can any of that go to you because i've heard i've recently read that a shockingly low amount of plastic is actually recycled yeah um it is shocking so, as well yeah it's like two percent or something. I mean, I, I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. No, you're you're, you're just about right. Yeah, yeah. That's not what um, that's not what people are claiming. But uh, you're you're about right with that. So I mean, it's almost like can I just donate my plastic to you? Yes, you could. Uh, we we tend to um, as best we can. We use local waste plastics for local roads. That's not always possible because our so in the UK our factory is based up in Lockerbie. 
Right. So um, it's very expensive to send London's waste plastics to, to Lockerbie, yeah. have it processed to then send it back down. Unfortunately, that is the way it works at the moment because we're, we don't have the volume of work in London. We do have a lot of work, but it's, there isn't the volume of roads that are going down as plastic roads yet that, uh, that mean that we would set up a factory in London. Mm. So um, whereas when you go to, say, San Diego um, or, or San Francisco or Alabama or um, various other places like Saudi Arabia and, and um, Australia, New Zealand, uh, South Africa, there's enough volume of work there with the roads that go down that we are setting up factories for for them to process their own waste for their own roads. Um, wow. But the UK, we're a little bit behind with the mark, um, uh, you know, so far. It's a process of education, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Um, so in terms of... Um, the benefits because you're saying that there's a lot of good stuff and first question that comes to mind and i'm sure it doesn't really work this way but you're saying like places like saudi arabia where it gets really hot is there a chance that it the roads can melt if it's made from plastic yeah well the roads if it's not made from plastic yeah that's that's a big problem in hotter countries so um what actually happens is the the bitumen that's in the mix it it melts at around 60 degrees celsius so when you get a, unfortunately for a road, it's, it's black in color. And so it gets hotter quicker yeah, than that's true. The, the, you know, it retains the heat um, mm -hmm. more than the air temperature. So it reaches that 60 degrees Celsius very quickly. Um, and in places like Saudi, Australia, even in, in London, when the temperature reaches 60 degrees on the roads, um, which is often in the summer, the oh. bitumen starts to melt. And then what happens is we drive vehicles over that melting bitumen and we, we form in the roads what we call um, in the trade a, a rut, um, which is to you and I, it's a dip in the road. And mm -hmm. sometimes you'll see, you'll, you'll feel it, especially over in the States, when you're driving on the highways, the freeways, um, however they call them, we call them motorways. Yeah, freeways, when you're yeah. driving on those roads, sometimes your tires can get stuck in those ruts. Now, when those ruts reach more than four millimeters, they start to pothole and it starts to degrade the road. Now, when you add polymers in there, our polymers don't melt till around 120 degrees Celsius. So when the roads get hotter than 120 degrees Celsius, we've got more to worry about than the roads. Um, but it actually stops the bitumen melting um, quite as quickly as it, it would normally under, under those temperatures. And therefore you reduce that rutting and therefore, the, you reduce the deformation of that road in that way. So, um, yeah, I was reading that your roads last longer by a lot, um, and they're stronger as well. Yeah, it's, um, it's a bold claim, and it's not really a claim that, that we can necessarily make as a, mm -hmm. as a company that is a, essentially a recycling company. But under lab test conditions, um, because, we, you know, we're not in control of the asphalt at the end of the, the result. And we're also not in control of any of the laying that goes on with that asphalt from, from the contractors. Um, but under lab test conditions, when you add plastics, polymers into a road, it, um, and it's tested out against certain tests that we, we have to test every road against, um, the asphalt with the plastics in lasts a lot longer than the asphalt with, without them in. Um, 
and so it's you know you can equate that to the roads lasting longer but there's there's a million things that happen to a road when it's laid and when it's made um it's just we we understand from the mounds of research that we we've got and we can show that the the roads are far enhanced with plastics in them than without yeah and so how much plastic goes into like you have you have this really cool calculator in terms of yeah. uh, on your website which um I, I could share the screen and actually why don't we just do that very quickly um yeah. for the people who are watching you there's this calculator here where you can just start typing in all sorts of numbers and getting um the number of plastic bags yeah as well as the the amount of co2 that you would offset yeah um so is there I mean, without just sitting here and tapping away, which I already did um, for a while, are there any kind of key numbers that we can sort of see? Because um, there is like the width and length of the actual road. So yeah. for, for yeah. someone who's not really in the industry and doesn't really know, you know, standard sizes. Yeah, it's, it's easier if you go to, you see that so everything in, in construction is weighed out by tonnage. So if you click onto that tonnage calculator there. Yeah. Um, so if you take a ton of asphalt, that will resurface uh, an area of, let's say, 10 meters squared, an average, because obviously every road is different. You get different depths, different widths, mm, um, yeah. you know, different lanes. But if you just look at one ton of asphalt, um, that will contain uh, roughly um, uh, three to 10 kilograms of waste plastics. So... That's the equivalent of, um, as you can see there, with one ton of asphalt for a 10 meter square area, you're looking at 857 equivalent plastic bags um, and saving a, a carbon emission offset of, of around uh, nine to 10 kilograms. Mm -hmm. um, so most of the roads that we get, are, you know, you, uh, the smallest amount really is like 100 tons. Um, you know, more so if you go over to the States for, you know, if you take a car park as an example, yeah. you know, you're, you're looking at laying, you know, maybe a thousand, 2000 tons of asphalt. So wow. as you can see, that's where it sort of mounts up, um, you know, and, and yeah, the, so the bottom bit there is just to depict the picture is, is mounds of, of plastic. So it's, it's really difficult to, to sort of, um, to imagine you know 2000 tons of asphalt being over you know nearly 2 million plastic bags it's difficult to imagine what 2 million plastic bags actually looks like but yeah it, it's a it's a it, you know compared to the garbage truck that you see down on the bottom right there um you know it's it's three times what you would fit into a and that's just in plastic bags you know so it's um it's it's huge it's uh yeah. You know, not only are we using up that waste plastic, but those we're offsetting that car, those carbon emissions. And that now all over the world, we have carbon taxes. So it's um, as we should do, of course. But yeah. we're trying to, you know, 200 local authorities in the UK have declared a climate emergency. They're trying to get themselves down to a, a zero percent uh, carbon emission. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got a long, long way to go. But um, this gives them a, a viable option for them to be able to do that. So, with just one car park, you're, uh, you're, so you're saying like a, an average size car park in the US, and that's for us Americans, that would be parking lot, um, for anyone who may be confused by that, a um, uh, 2,000 tons 
would save about 1.7 million plastic bags, and it could potentially offset around 18,000 kilograms of CO2. Yeah, that's right. So offsetting means that because you're not using bitumen uh, or this oil product um, and the processing that goes along with that, essentially that's not going into the atmosphere. Yeah, that's right. Well, so the first carbon saving is is when we take the, the concept of plastic, so it being produced, it then being sent to or destined for landfill or for incineration, mm-hmm. which is at the time that we get it. So if we take the, you know, the birth of that plastic bottle, for an example, and then into the into it goes into our mix, we, we then process it, we, we add in other polymers, then it's bagged up. It's then moved to the asphalt manufacturer, where it's then processed and laid down onto a onto a road. Um, that's uh, compared to the bitumen that it goes in to replace. They're the carbon savings. So you know when we take the concept of oil uh, of the bitumen, which is fracked from the ground, yeah. um, it's then you know there's various parts of it that are taken away, and then that that bitumen is then um, you put into an asphalt when we look at the comparison they're the carbon savings right there and that actually the 2000 tons there was a car park that went down with tesco's superstore um mm-hmm. uh, just just the other week um down south uh, near to london um and there was more than 2000 tons just put into that new car park so wow it's um the car parks in the states are obviously much well I say obviously but they're, they're much bigger i think for every one person that they have in the states there are 19 car park spaces um so you know that's that's where our that's where our business is really it's uh shocking that i'm i'm originally from los angeles oh uh, yeah um, yeah it's uh despite the fact that there are 19 car parks per or parking spaces per person you still can't find any space <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Well, yeah, we have, I think we're into negative now. So I think it's every three people, we have one car parking space in the oh, UK. Wow. Um, you still can't find a car parking space yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hopefully that's that's good business for you there. Um, and in terms of, I mean, what, one thing that I can just instantly hear people saying, and it's, it's even a, a thought that crossed my mind is, what about microplastics i mean yeah. you know what if it rains and you know doesn't that because that's what's happening right when there's plastic sitting around it starts to break down yeah yeah i, I mean it's a really important question it's an important point to raise um so so i think we've got to go back to where these plastics are coming from so um you know because microplastics is a buzzword and, and we'll come on to that so um um so first of all microplastics um are you know people don't think about a plastic bottle being a microplastic but in our world it really is it's just a massive microplastic um so when that gets into the environment it's uh, it's a problem um when a plastic bag is floating in the oceans and a, and a turtle swims by it doesn't know the difference between a plastic bag and a jellyfish so uh, microplastics are absolutely a problem and a horrendous problem as are giant bits of plastics that are floating in our yeah. oceans it's just a good point yeah yeah so we're taking that those giant bits 
and then um, we're turning them. So plastics are all made from hydrocarbons. Bitumen that we put into roads is made from hydrocarbons. And what we do is we take those big bits of plastic and we fully melt them into the hydrocarbons. So the hydrocarbons we melt in to the hydrocarbons that are a bitumen. So when you're driving on a plastic road, you're not driving on bottle tops and, and, and bottles and um, you, you can't see any plastics, you know, because they, they've melted into the rest yeah. of the mix. So, so your your tire won't pop on like some random bottle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's not it's not a you know I have, I think we've done ourselves a disservice by calling them plastic roads because only a very small percent actually of the asphalt is is plastics. Um, now what you will have from uh, from any road is you will have a tiny degree already without plastics. So forget the plastics for a moment. When a tire a rubber tire runs on an asphalt mix you're getting microplastics from those tires. So those little bits of rubber that come off a tire, this is why we need to replace our tires every, every few years, um, because those little bits of, of rubber tire rub off the tire, they go onto the asphalt, it then rains, and they get washed into our oceans, and, and it's a problem. Yeah. Um, and a tiny, tiny proportion on the surface of that road because remember, you're, you're only driving on the surface. You're not driving on the underneath. Yeah. Um, a tiny part of that bitumen is rubbed off, off the surface stone. So the tiny, the, the, you know, you sort of polish with your tires, the, the tiny part of bitumen. And that goes back into our environment. But it comes from our environment. So that bitumen that rubs off goes back into the environment. It, 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 it goes back into the, into the soil. It goes back into the... Um, uh, so there's been mounds of research that shows that that is it's not a toxin, that bitumen. It's um, it's an engineered product. Now all we're doing is taking those plastics and we're mixing that with that bitumen. So there are no microplastics present. There's no there's no little bits of plastic that are are being rubbed off. Um, and it, when we compare it to something like uh, the bitumen that's already been rubbed off. There's no other toxins that are released. It goes back into the ground. Those hydrocarbons that come from the ground are mixed back with the hydrocarbons that come from the ground. They go back into the ground. And so they're not, there's not like little bits of plastic floating in the oceans or, or in rivers mm -hmm. for our fish to eat and then we eat our fish. The microplastic problem is huge. Um, and the more plastic that we put into our environment, the worse it gets we're taking out of our environment and turning it back into the hydrocarbons that go into a road until we get rid of all roads. We're not going to have any, you know, we, we're always going to have the problem of, you know, until we have flying cars, we're never going to get rid of the problem of those particles of rubber coming off our tires. We're never going to get rid of the problems of some of that surface bitumen going back into our rivers and our oceans but there are zero microplastics, little bits of plastic sitting in a, in a plastic road. It's, um, it's, uh, we, we have, we've got toxicity reports, microplastic reports. As I say, we're an environmental company yeah. and it wouldn't be good for us to be putting plastics back into the environment. We're taking them out, yeah. processing them in a very different way. But um, one of the unsung heroes, I think, of the asphalt world or the construction industry is, is what we call RAP. Um, recycled asphalt and what happens at the end of a life cycle of a road so 
that's the stone and that bitumen that's attached in and now a plastic road at the end of the life cycle so once it starts to pothole and uh, and the end of it at the life cycle of that road we can plane it all back up reheat it add more waste plastics in and then lay it all straight back down so So it's like true recycling it's complete recycling and as far as we know the plastics that we add into those roads to enhance that bitumen will last for around 500 years and i hope well will not be around but i hope by that time we'll not be making asphalt anyway yeah um and we'll hopefully have solved the plastic epidemic that we're having to live through yeah so well, that's it, really exciting it's, I mean, com- it's a complete circular economy that we're building yeah that that term has been uh kind of knocking about in my in my mind the whole time you've been speaking is circular economy it really does take out the um it's not linear um you really are just rather than throwing it away and just let it, letting it you know stay there you're yeah. completely reusing it and putting it into something else yeah. um it, you, it's, i think it's important to remember that you know since the 1920s when plastic was first produced with with bakelite that plastic is still here on earth today every yeah, particle of that plastic um but what we have is the ability to reuse it and to turn it back into its original form the hydrocarbons mm-hmm. to enhance the roads that's that's it's um it's so simple but yeah. yet so genius almost <laughs> it really is um <laughs> and i mean as part of that are are do you ever source or would you ever consider sourcing plastic from the ocean yeah we we do um we do it's unfortunately at this point in time it's very expensive for us to take that plastic and for us to reuse it yeah. we're always under the the um uh, the cusp if you like of so all of our products come at we we sell our products less than the cost of the bitumen that we go in to replace um with our business model we've got to make everything a win-win you see yeah absolutely. so it's got to be a win-win for the asphalt manufacturers it's got to be a win-win for the local authorities it's got to be a win-win for the end user that has the plastic road or car park that goes down mm-hmm. um and of course it's got to be a win-win for the environment so we the plastic that's taken from the oceans at the moment um, is very expensive for us to get hold of when we use it as part of our mix. But having said that, what we've started is what we call the Macriba Foundation. There are already groups of, of litter pickers or pickups that, um, that exist all around the world. Mm-hmm. And we sponsor some of those litter pickups they we 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 give them the high vis vests and the the hard hats and the grabbers and and the rest of it and they go to sites uh, like river courses and and uh, um, estuaries and um, fields that have plastic in. They'll pick out the the plastics that we want. They'll bag it up in a Macriba bag, send it to us, and we can then use that as part of our mix that goes down into the road so oh, that's fantastic. we're working on it we're getting there it's yeah. it's it's slow at the moment because we're relying on those already existing litter pickups but mm-hmm. we're getting there yeah well i'm sure uh, what's cool about that is it gives them a purpose if they're already doing it now they have like a specific thing rather than just we're picking this up and throwing it away yeah. it's actually there's a very specific cause for it yeah um you mentioned win 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 um, there's so many different wins here um i'm surprised that you know, a, a, a huge city like London, I mean, they're doing construction outside um, my flat here and, and 
there's um, they're tearing up the road. How is it? Where I guess are you seeing sort of pushback or perhaps less interest if if everyone's winning and if um, basically companies are saving money and and they don't even need to resurface the roads as often because the roads last longer and you know there I mean there's just it seems like the advantages and the benefits are so numerous why wouldn't someone just say let's do it again we ask that question every day um, <laughs> there's a there's a huge amount of um, legislation and um, and insurance and risk elements and um, uh, in the UK we, we have more in the UK than I think anywhere else that we work uh, anywhere else abroad um, we have more roads down in fact we got roads down in Bahrain quicker than we got roads down in Scotland the very place that we live in um, we've got more roads and car parks and asphalt down in in um, in the United States or even in Australia or, mm -hmm. or Turkey or Eastern Europe uh, Slovakia and Slovenia than we've got in the whole wow. of the UK and um, it's because well there's a number of reasons the first is uh, um, the UK standards are um, they um, I wouldn't be so bad if, if all the roads that went down were, were like gold and they lasted forever and they were all brilliant. But as we know, as drivers, that's mm. not the case. Um, but the legislation that we have to go through and we, we lobby in through the MPs, but we, we work with the, the large asphalt manufacturers as well to, um, to, to try and get our products in. It's, um, it's, a, it, it's just a case of time really with the UK. Um, and most of our efforts now, because the UK is so slow, we, we have a lot of private work in the UK. So the private work's fantastic for us, the, the large supermarket chains, um, some like golf car parks. courses where they've got car parks. Right. But the local authorities, um, it, it's just it's slow going. Um, mm. The Department for Transport has given uh, Cumbria County Council a, a, a large, quite a large sum of money to prove out that plastic roads are a viable option, not just from a performance perspective, but also from how much of Cumbria's waste plastics can we actually use in their roads. So we're, we've got about uh, 45 weeks of this project that was a 90-week project left just to prove out the whole business model and the concept. At the end of those 45 weeks, what we're hoping for is the Department for Transport um, and DEFRA to to sort of look at what we've got and, and our research and say, okay, this is now a, a viable option for the UK. And and then it's a case of setting up our manufacturing in, in every site that we, we can get the manufacturing mm. into. Um, so well, that happen, you know, it's um, yeah. in the, in the press just, um, just this week, there was uh, Malaysia have, have sent back. Um, I think there was 150 containers Mm -hmm. of of waste plastics back to the countries that they have sent them there that they've they've claimed money for recycling but they've sent them to malaysia in some i think con but anyway um the 41 containers of the 150 came from the uk so we we obviously Sizable. have a massive problem but you know we we, we need people to own up to that problem and find yeah. a viable solution and and that's what we've got but until they do that we're we're stuck in this 
political um, mess and yeah. no one's moving until the end of this project. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, so that's, you've got less than a year uh, remaining on that. Yeah. Yeah. You, and, you know, in, in truth, you know, some of the local authorities, if we, if we go over to Yorkshire, you know, they're um, a lot of, you know, certainly in North Yorkshire, a lot of their roads now will contain plastics and new roads that they're putting down. We've got some fantastic companies that, that will be, uh, they, they buy in our products, they use it to replace their bitumen and those awesome. roads are going down all the time. Um, and we've, we, we're working with 23 local authorities in the UK that, uh, that are, are starting to see the light, but it's been oh, an education fantastic. first and then the business sort of has come second. Well, yeah, I think it sounds like you just need your foot in the door really. And then you can really, really do it. This is, um, maybe a bit of a, um, uh, weird question, but are you concerned at any point that you'll run out of plastic to use? I, I wish, you know, from, from my environmental um, perspective, I wish that we would run out of plastic, but we worked out that if we just used the amount of waste plastics from Cumbria, just from one county, we'd have enough waste plastics to source for the whole of the UK roads. And if wow. we just use the whole of the UK plastics, waste plastics, we'd have enough plastics, not just for the UK, but for the whole of Europe. So the, the plastic epidemic is much bigger than anyone could, could ever account for. It's horrendous. It's, um, we are surrounded by waste plastics and nobody knows what to do with them. That's mental. It's shocking. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy and it's frustrating as well. You know, when you hear that it's been sent to a beautiful place like Malaysia, I, I think that's that should be criminal. Um, I'm sure it is criminal, but yeah. we we have to we have to look at what we're doing and and you know very very quickly find solutions to the problems that we've got. Wow, I mean these um, containers that are being sent back to the UK is do you have any interest in claiming them and saying we'll we'll take it and that'd be great. Yeah, it would be great, but I think um, I I think what we need to do really as a, the plastic industry needs to do is is work out um you know for, for many recyclers we have these things called prns they're uh, package recycling notes it's basically mm -hmm. like farming subsidiaries so for every claim of recycling there's there's money there and i think really? um we need to look at where this money's been claimed and and what actually is being recycled because um we know um, like you say, 2% of it is, is actually recycled, but there's many more claims of more recycling done. And, and now that we're seeing the plastic being returned from places like Malaysia that I think some plastic authorities have said, well, or plastic companies have said they've recycled it, but actually they've sent it to, they sent it abroad. That's not recycling. Let, let someone else deal with the issue. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot more research uh, needing to be done with actually how do we sort out this mess and and what's uh, what is actually happening with with the UK's recycling? Yeah, well, it's crazy because I mean, with with those kind of calculations you did, if the UK's plastic can do the roads for all of Europe, I would imagine taking it further, all of Europe's plastic could probably lay the roads for like yeah. the whole ton of 
Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, yeah. So, though, every country has a waste plastic problem. Yeah, and so, you haven't even so, mentioned yeah. <laughs> the US and that. No one wants anyone else's plastic. Um, yeah. But so we've got to find a solution, and 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 incinerating it just isn't isn't that solution. It's uh, no. it's not it's not a long term solution. And so, just to be clear, these plastics, the when you're saying like the the UK's plastic, this is new stuff. Basically, you're capturing it from. Uh, waste companies, meaning you're not going into landfills and pulling out plastic from there. This is just new plastic, me recycling my yeah. hummus tub. Yeah, we want to get it. Well, if it, if it is going to be recycled, we, we don't touch it because that's obviously a good thing. Yeah. Um, or relatively good. Uh, you've got to add new plastics into it. But right. um, yeah, aside from that, um, we, we, yeah, we don't go into landfill sites in this country. Uh, we're not allowed in. Um, we, we get it just before it reaches landfill. Um, so, uh, you know, 60% of it comes from industry. So, uh, like I say, that's a, a company that sent, is sending a certain amount of their waste to landfill. Because um, now there's a landfill tax bill, so they have to pay okay. to send it there. So, so these are minor th- little things that are being done to kind of try to incentivize companies to be a bit more right. conscientious yeah. yeah oh so if they give it to you would the would the company save money in that sense yes exactly yeah so that's their incentive to go um yeah and so your clients are road makers or asphalt makers yes uh, yeah the, the companies that we sell our plastics to are either um oil companies like saudi aramco Mm-hmm. Um, because they produce now a, a waste polymer modified bitumen, so they they premix our plastics in with their bitumen to produce a an enhanced bitumen before it goes then down into the roads. Um, our main customers, though, here in the UK, are uh, the asphalt manufacturers that are making the asphalt that they put down onto the roads. Gotcha. And since it's um since a road other than private, uh, a road is a public use it it's a little bit more complicated because you actually that's what you're saying about getting local councils and the government involved because they need to approve that's it yeah with any any um uh, dft department for trans so the way it works in the uk the department for transport basically owns the roads the 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 highways Mm -hmm. um and uh there's highways england as well which owns some of the motorways etc but uh the local roads like you might have around you in London, it would be, you know, transport for London. And then the local authorities, then they maintain those roads. So we stimulate the growth through the local authorities so that they can say, okay, this road here can be a plastic road and this road here can be a plastic road. And then most of the local authorities don't have their own team of asphalt manufacturing. They don't have their own mass uh, manufacturing plant or their their own construction company so they they go to the likes of uh without mentioning any any names uh, the large sure. manufacturing companies or the construction companies and and we sell our products to them so you're you're actually and that makes sense why it's such a slow process because you're essentially trying to push through government and trying to get yeah. them to not only understand but also agree with it and see that it's beneficial and that can yeah, take... well, the standards. Of, so every road has a, a, a standard to it, a British yeah. and European standard. Um, and when we go to the asphalt manufacturers and say, you know, 
Cumbria County Council want this road, we've got to, because the standards don't say you can use waste plastics in roads yet. Um, mm. And therefore, we come outside of that standard. So the liability goes then on to the asphalt manufacturers with their material and then the construction teams with their construction. So we've got to, we've got to bypass all of those controls until we can get the Department for Transport to say, waste plastics in roads are a viable option for our roads and, and change those standards. So that could hopefully be done in about a year once this... We hope so. Yeah. Yeah, well, best of luck. Um, so what... Um, it, it, all over the, the rest of the world, you know, if you go to the States or Saudi mm-hmm. or Australia, New Zealand, they're already used to... So putting plastics into roads isn't anything new abroad. They've been putting rubber into roads in the States since the 70s. Um, uh, they have uh, the oil companies like Shell and Total. They produce a new plastic, a brand new plastic. It's called SBS to mm-hmm. produce a polymer modified bitumen. So met, about 20% of the, the, the roads that we drive on now in the UK already contain a plastic, but it's a brand new plastic that's produced for the oil companies to, to produce a polymer modified bitumen. All we do is we can replicate the same results with waste plastics oh, rather than producing anything new. Um, We're literally making the exact same thing just using... Exactly right. Yeah, so it's not a giant leap for mankind to <laughs> put waste plastics in the road. You know, it's not... A, a small step, yeah. It's not rocket science. It's only a small step. Yeah. yeah. Which is why it's so frustrating for us, you know. And in the meantime, you're able to work at least in other countries like the US and, and Bahrain and yeah. New Zealand, et cetera. Yeah. So at least there you're proving the model. You're able to show that in other countries it's working well. That's right, um, yeah. yeah. What's the oldest road that you have? Yeah, so this is, this is some of our, our upfall and our downfall really. So the oldest road is just over three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we put down a, a control, so, all of our testing's been independent. So we, we haven't done our own testing. We've gone to what we call UCAS accredited labs. And um, so when we put down a road, we put down our products and then a, a stretch on the same road made by the same manufacturer, laid by the same construction company, an asphalt without any of our waste plastics in. And then we test them both out. We take what they call cores, so parts of that road, we take it down to a lab and we test it out. Now, mm-hmm. the first road that went down um, was in Cumbria um, near to Penrith. They were having to resurface that every six to nine months. Um, our road, the bit of our road with the plastics in is still there and it looks fantastic. The bit, the control without any plastic in has been resurfaced twice and then now having to go and resurface it again. Wow. So, um, it's you know the the proofs in the in the roads that we've got down, but um, we we unfortunately we can speed up the process in the lab, but we haven't had our roads down for twenty years, so we right. we can't claim that they last a lot longer than the roads, other than the claims that we can make from a lab. So, um, but if the UK wishes to wait until we've we've had a road down for twenty years, then the the plastic mound is building up and the roads are, are worse than they've ever been before. Yeah without the plastics in. So uh, that's what we're up against. Yeah, and it's great. I mean, going back to the win-win-win situation here, I mean, when they do finally, the UK, and it sounds like the UK is, like you said, one of the, the last to possibly adopt this. I mean, the companies are going to end up saving a lot 
of money and the councils might as well then. So yeah, we would hope so. Um, yeah. I mean, they'll certainly save with regards to less maintenance on the roads. Um, you know, the, the 200 local authorities that have claimed, uh, uh, you know, a carbon free council by 2030 or whenever the date is that they've set a climate emergency, they'll save on carbon emissions. Um, and the manufacture of the road itself is, is less when you add in our, our plastics yeah. of that bitumen replacement. Um, whether those asphalt manufacturers wish to pass that saving on to the local authorities that buy the asphalt or the construction companies um, is kind of outside of our control, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but certainly from a landfill tax bill, we can save the council's money, yeah. And so in, in addition to patiently waiting for the UK to uh, get on board with this, what are sort of the, the next steps in, in terms of uh, McRiever's road plan for Black yeah, well, or, we're, roadmap? We're, we're working really well in the States. We, we had to, our initial problem was how do we use local waste for local roads? Because we're not right. just creating a circular economy. We're creating a local circular economy. That's what's important, really. Mm -hmm. So we were shipping our products out to places like San Diego and San Francisco, which didn't make a great deal of sense because right. we were not, you know, the carbon emission reduction wasn't as impactful as if we have local waste for local roads. So we have been setting up our manufacturing plants in various other places. And over the next, anyway, next three years, that's what we're focused on is setting up plants in various different places with partners uh, we call it an MLA, a manufacturing license agreement, mm -hmm. um, which includes the, the manufacturing of our products. It's the secrets, if you like. The only thing that we don't include within that is the activators that go in to make the plastics work with the remaining bitumen. Um, but from, from that perspective, we, we can use local waste in local roads, creating a local circular economy. And... Um, that's that's where our focus is. We've got you know fifty states in the states to get through, yeah, um, or you know forty now, um, and then we've got Australia still to set up, and we've got a lot of work in South Africa with various distributors that are moving on board with us for for manufacturing. So it's wow. building. Yeah, lots of lots of work uh, ahead and things to get done. And so, um, in addition to being a plastic superhero and, and removing plastic from uh, the, the world. Um, what do you do on a daily basis to be more environmentally friendly that perhaps some of our listeners can, um, can do um, on their own time? Yeah, well, as best we can, we have a plastic-free home. It's, it's almost impossible, I have to say. And, and you know, we, we haven't got a war on plastic. Um, you know, plastic's a fantastic product. It's, it's versatile and it's waterproof yeah. and it, it does so It's many incredible. And, it's and it lasts forever, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's, just, uh, it's just what happens to it once we've used it. That's where yeah. we've got the problem. So it's, um, you know, I, I have uh, two children, 10 and 8, and, and they're, they're on the, you know, the plastic epidemic war, um, trying to reduce the amount of plastic that we use in our household. Uh, we have a plastic-free office. Um, it's easy to do when you know how, but it's, it's the simple things, like not using plastic straws. Yeah. You know, if we go into a restaurant and they give us a plastic straw, we ask them to not, you know, if we're refilling, not to put that plastic straw in it. Um, 
and uh, you know, educating people on how actually we can recycle those plastics. Mm-hmm. Um, my eldest, she's she's just ten, but she's into art. So any plastics that we do have, she's turning into an art form. She's she's just produced these plastic sheep. Um, Lockerbie is known for its its uh, statues of sheep that we have in Lockerbie, and cool. um, she's produced these same types of sheep but out of waste plastics that we collected from our household wow so turning something really ugly like waste plastics into something beautiful again um but yeah it's just um you know it's keeping on the campaign and it is very much about an education it's uh you know there are different categories of plastic and it's it's just educating people on what that means mm-hmm. when you look at a plastic bottle it isn't just a plastic bottle there's different polymers that go into it and how we can recycle and reuse you know we're we're very much recycling reusing and reducing yeah i think that's the only way forward to help stop the plastic epidemic i think that's yeah i think that's a good way to do it and being mindful i guess of of what you're buying um because you're absolutely right it's so difficult to avoid just on a day-to-day basis i mean You, yeah. No matter how hard you try, it's yeah. Unless you completely change your entire lifestyle, yeah, um, it's very very difficult. Yeah, um, I think it's standing up as well. And and you know when you look at this week's press and you you see the the stuff that's been sent back from somewhere like Malaysia, yeah. that you know we've got to some of us have got to stand up and say this isn't on. It's not it's not on that we're doing this. It's, yeah, uh, we've got to stop and. You know, we need we need people standing up and and sharing this information and and sharing what's possible. Not just looking at the problems, but let's think with just use our entrepreneurs' mindset and, and yeah. work out how we can create solutions, not just mm-hmm. always, you know, focus on the problems. Let's let's look at how we can say this isn't on. We've got to stop now, and here's a solution. Wow. Yeah. And the more solutions that we have, the better the world's going to be. Well, maybe there's um, a lot of other building materials that we can yeah. make. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's a free for all. You know, it's, um, it doesn't matter. You don't have to start your own business in this. You know, you could be working for a company and, and be the, the, the plastic recycler of that company and come up with solutions for that company or for your office or mm-hmm. that can reuse the stuff that, that's coming in, the old, you know, the old plastics that no one else wants. Yeah, many ways. It's a great idea. And so, for the people who want to learn more about the work you're doing um, and and get any updates, play with your plastic waste calculator, or watch some of your TED talks because we haven't talked about that, but you've done a number of TED talks, uh, and some of them are very popular. Uh, where can people go to to find you? Yeah, so uh, the best place really is macreba.com, um, where it's m a c r e b u r dot com. Uh, the reason we're called Macreba, very simply, and my surname being McCartney, um, my one of my business partners is called Gordon Reed. He's the Re, and we've got a Nick Burnett. He's the Burr. So it's a Mac, a Re, and a Burr. So everyone gets um, um That's where we are. To partake. Yeah, that's it. But, but yeah, if people have uh, questions or ideas, go to Macreba.com and and let us know. We you know we're we're creating a a network of people that are interested in the same stuff that we're interested in. So. It would be good to hear from them. 
Awesome. Well, hopefully some you'll be hearing from some of our listeners here. And um, uh, yeah, Toby, thank you very much. I think we're we're all really behind the work that you're doing here. I think it's it's fantastic and just playing with that calculator for a little bit and seeing that one car park can remove almost, um, was it 2 million uh, plastic bags from going into landfill is very inspiring. So thank you for your work. And um, hopefully you will run out of plastic to use. I hope so. Well, <laughs> I, I hope I, um, I do myself out of a job one of these yeah. days. <laughs> That's I the think, um, we'd all be grateful for that. <laughs> so best of luck with everything. And yeah, good luck with, with all your expansion. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you for yours. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, give us a five-star rating. And also, please subscribe, whether on your podcast app or on YouTube. And that way you can be the first to know about new episodes. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.